What makes a great leader great? How do we create a high-performing team? And when we say leader, we mean everyone, because everyone is leading their own life. Will yours be a life by design or a life by default? Those are the big questions, and this podcast will answer them. Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast, where we help you apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, because great leaders will produce great results. Welcome to our listeners, wherever you may be today. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, and we have a fabulous guest with us today. I'm excited to have him here and talk together with him. Welcome, Travis Anderson. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be be a part of this, Steve. I've been looking forward to uh, to having this conversation. Well, thank you, and we'll have a visit that I am confident uh, will stimulate really some great ideas for our listeners. A little background first so that you can get a feel for Travis, uh, in addition to being a friend. And we love Travis Anderson. He is one awesome guy. <laughs> uh, I'd like to also give you a little background about him. Uh, he's been in the management consulting business for over 28 years and uh, has specifically worked with a company called Culture Builders for the last 14 or 15 years with a very specific uh, focus. They partner with vision-driven leaders uh, to create winning cultures. Uh, and, and they do that through a whole uh, uh, suite of services that they have, executive retreats, one-on-one executive co- coaching, specialized training. Uh, and they have had companies such as American Express, 3M, OC Tanner, sports teams, the Denver Broncos, and the list goes on. Uh, in addition to that, he has had extensive international work in uh, both Australia and the Philippines with billion-dollar companies. They're very uh, successful companies. He's helped a great deal with that, and I know he's spent a lot of his life there, and as we've had the chance to visit about some of the experiences that he's had, uh, he's uh, married, has four beautiful daughters, and and uh, so to get going today, Travis, uh, not only are we honored to have you here and somebody with the type of experience that you have both uh, domestically and internationally to talk about something that affects every single one of us, and that is our culture. Culture in our families, with our teams, and our organizations that produces an outstanding result. So let's get rolling, shall we? Absolutely. Okay, good enough. Well, first of all, let's help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Uh, can you tell us about your background, perhaps, and maybe some things that led you into the profession that you're in the day into today? What are some things that built your character? Uh, and just help us get to know a little bit more about you. You bet. I, I uh, grew up in northern Utah in, in a... Um, a place called Logan, which is uh, what I say, uh, a fairly small town. It's a college town. But the thing that, that I, I, I think back now in terms of the career that I've had really goes back to the fact that as a young kid, I, uh, I really enjoyed sports. And, I, and frankly, when I was young, I was going to be a Major League Baseball player. And when I was about 12 or 13, I realized that wasn't in the cards and I was going to be a <laughs> coach uh, because I've always been interested in that. But I got to tell you, the thing that 
that is interesting about that is I ended up being a management consultant, but I think the only reason I became a management consultant is because I realized I could still do what I love to do basing, <clears throat> based on what I learned in sports. As a kid, although wins and losses were was certainly critical and important, what I always remembered the best, Steve, was uh, the camaraderie and the connection and, the, and frankly, the kinship of, of just being together and, and striving for a common goal and, and, and playing as hard as I possibly could along with that team. There was just something magic about those moments that I'll never forget that frankly allowed me to really focus on what we talked about earlier is culture. In my mind, culture is not that complicated. It's really about building relationships that frankly are, are a deeper level and a connection that literally, literally allows you to create something bigger than yourself. And so, to answer your question, I it's kind of interesting to think back on. If I hadn't been so involved and interested in sports, I doubt I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Well, how interesting. Yeah, there's something special about sports, isn't there? Well, there really is. In some ways, frankly, Steve, I believe that, that, that sports, particularly any particular sport, is in some ways a microcosm of life. The thing that's interesting, though, is you get immediate feedback. You know whether you won or lost at the end of the game. Um and, and I think that we can learn a lot from that because uh, sometimes in, in corporate America, my belief is that some people, they, because of the culture in an organization, it's really easy to hide out. You don't even know whether you won or lost for, for days, weeks, or months. Some people can hide behind a cubicle. No one knows what they're doing, but they sure seem busy. But well, in terms of high performance, it's pretty hard to be effective unless you get instant, instant feedback like you get in sports. Okay, great point. And we're going to talk more about that uh, in just a moment, but that is huge. Uh, well, let's just uh, talk about this. And, and um, as you think about your life, uh, can you identify maybe a major setback that you've had? And how did you handle it? And how has it helped you today? You know, it's interesting. I think that, uh, that I think back in my life, I, in some ways, I feel like I learned more uh, in terms of, of what really matters, in terms of, 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 of actually a setback or a failure than I've ever done with some of my successes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you may have. It's so funny that you kind of value that. When you're in the process, you don't enjoy it. But, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is I remember being involved as, as a young consultant in a program that um, was with a, a very well-known computer company, and I was brought in to, uh, um, to, to partner with their top OD person. And... Uh, I walked in at that time. I think what I, I was pretty confident young man. I was in my uh, mid twenties and, um, and I was working with someone that, uh, that I respected highly, but I, I walked in kind of feeling like, uh, you know, I think this three day work, this three day leadership retreat is something I'm very, very familiar with. Uh, I'm excited about it, but honestly, I, uh, probably didn't prepare or do my homework as much as I probably should have. And, and I'll never forget after the end of that three day training, um, you know, the partner that I had there, the OD person sat me down and said, Hey, I just, uh, I just need to share some, some feedback from the people that we've been working with. Uh, and, and, and literally it just floored me because they, they, it was, it was so specific. And so, um, it was a surprise to me because I, I just felt like, uh, I was doing a really good job. But what I realized was, is that I hadn't really done my homework and being able to customize it to the needs of that client. And, and what happened was is, is that I was, frankly, I, I think I was a bit pompous and proud because I thought, hey, you know, I, I got this figured out. Uh, long story short is uh, that was supposed to be a part of a multi-million dollar deal. 
Uh, and because of, of how I didn't show up in that three-day retreat, essentially it went down the toilet. And, uh, and that was not a happy experience for me. But what I learned and I've always remembered was is I'll never walk into a room to do any type of leadership development work or retreat or whatever without having done the kind of preparation and, and focus that I needed to have. And so that's really been something that's been a very beneficial for me over the years. Well, thank you for being so open and sharing that, uh, how true that is. And there is a high price for complacency, isn't there, uh, Travis? Well, there really is. Absolutely. In fact, I think that's what happened was, is if you're not on top of your game, whether it's in life or in sports, you can get your butt kicked. And that's what happened. You know, I, I literally just didn't, didn't realize, uh, I, I, it, you just, it's so easy sometimes to be complacent without even, even being aware of it. Yeah. How true. And, uh, thanks for sharing that. And in light of the fact that you have been so successful and touched so many lives and organizations since that time, uh, it gives encouragement to anybody, to me or anybody else that may have maybe blown it <laughs> and that you can get, you back, right. get, get back on the horse and just get after it and do better forever. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. And I tell you, Steve, I remember I didn't sleep that night thinking, I cannot believe I did that. But I got to tell you, it stuck with me. And in some ways it was a blessing in disguise that if it hadn't happened, I know that uh, that I, I literally I would have missed out on huge opportunities in the future because of that lesson that allowed me to, to, to be better at what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's just talk about culture. Uh, you know, that's a term that's used a lot, Travis. And so what's, the, what's your definition of culture, and why is it so important? You know, Steve, I, uh, it's interesting to me— um, it's, it's so much used, like you said, that I, I think sometimes people overcomplicate it or, or think it's something that it's not. I have a simple, straightforward definition, and that is and it, it, it is really the way we do things around here, uh, as well as how, do we, how, how, are we, how, how are we with each other. In other words, how do we treat one another? At the end of the day, culture is all about relationships. And if you can get those relationships right with a high level of trust, a high level of connection, I really believe that it can be, frankly, the, the competitive edge that nothing else can compare to. Uh, in my mind, just being able to really understand that that sense of identity and who you are as a, as a company, it, it, it can be so powerful. It can impact everything that, that you do, not only internally, but externally. I actually think it's the very best marketing tool that you have if you do it right. Okay. All right. That, that is a great uh, description, I think. That makes a lot of sense. It impacts what everybody does. And uh, literally, I, I like what you say there. This is how we do things around here. So wh- how do you take a broken culture? You and I have all both seen uh, organizations where things are broken, right? They're not working, you know, not working. They're not getting the results that they want. So how do you fix a culture? <laughs> You know, it's interesting because the one thing that I've learned over the years is that you don't. You don't fix, you don't construct, you don't build. What you do, in my mind, is, is you grow it. It's, it's in some ways the best way for me to be able to share how I think you can enhance and develop a strong culture is to think of it as a garden. you got to plant a garden. you got to plant the seeds. You can't fix those seeds if they don't grow. 
all you can do is create the best environment where they can grow, right? So you got to water it, you got to fertilize it, and frankly, there's going to be some weeds that are going to be there. So from time to time, you got to hold those weeds. But you can do everything, you need to do everything you can to create the environment where great things happen and culture can be, frankly, cultivated. The word itself comes from cultivate, from that concept. And that's what I love about it is, is that it's a living, organic process that a lot of times people look at as a project or an event. It is neither. It's, it's a process and it's a growth journey that never ends. Right. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a good description because really the the best leaders are those leaders that see themselves as someone that is more like a gardener than a mechanic. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. <laughs> Can't open the brain and, and you know tighten down this screw and say, "Okay, you're fixed." <laughs> it's, that's so true. You have to get the right things in place and the right pieces, and then uh, grow it. But it's so much more powerful. So. What have you learned about culture and its long-term impact? Well, it's interesting to me that uh, the companies that you see that have been successful long-term, I have yet to see an organization that has lasted a good amount of time without a strong, healthy, vibrant culture. And it's easier to it, it, it's easier to talk about building a culture than it is to really do it. I mean, to, to grow that culture requires a high level of focus and commitment, particularly on the part of, of, uh, of the leadership. Because if the leadership isn't not only committed, but really walking the talk and, and living true to that identity that they say they are, and, and frankly, doing what they say they're going to say and live up to the values that they say that they, they, that they own, it, it's never going to work. And so in my mind, uh, what I've found is, is that I'm sure you've probably heard this is, is that culture eats strategy for breakfast. I would much rather have a strong, vibrant culture with a mediocre strategy versus a company that has just a, a really strong, comprehensive strategy but doesn't have any culture because I can guarantee you that a culture will outlast any strategy any day. Yeah, how true. And you've probably noticed this as well is organizations that I've seen that have a strong, healthy culture also are thoughtful about a strong, healthy strategy. <laughs> yeah, in other words, exactly they go, right. yeah, they go hand in hand, don't they? Well, they really do because you got to know what your vision is. If you have a strong culture and if, and if without that strong vision, you're never going to have a strong strategy. It goes hand in hand, to be honest with you. In fact, uh, I, uh, I have what I, uh, a model that essentially a blueprint. It's called the five layers blueprint of culture building. And, and one of the key elements of that is, is, is really one of those layers, of course, is, is strategy and, and is operational excellence. And, and honestly, it's executing the game plan. And so that certainly is a part of culture. But I think if you focus only on the strategy and execution of your business without being able to take care of the other layers, including identifying clearly what your identity is um, and then being able to living in alignment with that. In other words, uh, walking the talk and then thirdly, communicating that culture effectively, doesn't, your, your business isn't going to last very long. Um, and the other layer that I get excited about sharing with people is the, the, the importance of understanding that a strong culture is able to create a, a system where culture where leadership is replicated so the fifth layer is, is is ability to replicate leadership in a way 
that literally uh, the leadership is throughout the company. In other words, you don't have to rely just on the executive team. There's leadership in all aspects, in all areas, in all levels of the organization because people take ownership and act as if they own that company. And that's when the culture actually governs behavior rather than just the charisma of a strong leader. Yeah, great. That's a great description. And so as you're thinking about this, what is the role of leadership in building a strong culture? Well, I'm telling you, it's interesting because uh, in in speaking and coaching executives, um, the one thing I share with them is, is that your organization is nothing more typically than a, than a, than a mirror in terms of how you're showing up, whether you want to admit it or not. If you're complaining about your culture, the best way to, or the organization, the best way to really uh, understand that is take a deeper look inside yourself and find out what's going on there. Because literally it's, it's with or without your intent. Um, it's just the nature of, of culture that people want to be like the leader. They want to please the leader. And a lot of times, they don't really understand that every single conversation, every single meeting, every action, every decision or non-decision, even every nonverbal gesture, people make sense of that and decide whether or not this is something that they want to be a part of or not. Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that the leadership role is even more extraordinarily important in culture building than most people even think. A lot of leaders think a culture is just a little part of running the business. In my mind, is it's everything to do with not only running the business, but uh, it has to do with everything in terms of your overall long-term success. The reason why I feel that way, Steve, is, is because as a leader, if you're not clear that that culture is important, you'll you'll miss. You, you're going to focus on on service. You're going to focus on 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 products and you're going to focus on systems which is great but all those things can be replicated by your competition the one and only thing that that other companies cannot ever replicate exactly is your culture why because it's your dna it's the heart of your heart and soul of your business and and so if you're not clear about that and understand that your leadership really depends on how effective you are in in really understanding that you're, you're not going to be successful long term and there's such a huge connection i found that the companies that have the strongest culture inevitably have the strongest leadership and the companies that have the strongest leadership inevitably have the strongest culture why because it's all one and the same it's all about relationships and it's all about getting people on board and committed and excited about something bigger than themselves all right well that was uh that's a great uh alignment and uh, pulling together of how these two work together and leadership literally drives right down into the culture and culture same thing uh, flows right back up and and so you have to make them one because if you have a yeah if you have a leader that comes in but you have a culture that's digging in (laughs) that's fighting back it's going to be tough rowing isn't it (laughs) You got that right. So you got to align those. So what can a leader do to create a strong culture? Well, one of the most important things, honestly, is, is, is to be yourself. You know, I believe in what I like to call authentic transparency, meaning I'm not here to impress. I'm not here to, 
to, to, to show off or, you know, have people see why, how, how smart I am. It's about here, here I am. Here's my strengths. Here's my weaknesses. Here's my heart. When you're able to be vulnerable as a leader and allow yourself to share who you are, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, what that allows people to do is to be able to do the same thing. When you're comfortable in your own skin and create a safe space, a safe psychological space to be yourself and share that with other people, it allows them to do the very same thing. And you create a culture that literally is, is, it's qualitatively a different feeling. You can sense the energy. You can sense the fact that people don't have to hide and pretend or try to be somebody they're not. They realize that, that people are appreciated and that they're appreciated for who they are. Um, and regardless of what they do, that they're still appreciated as a person, but they're also uh, very clear that um, it's okay to be human. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And once you, get to that level uh it and really set aside the politics and and the show then you can get down to business right absolutely that's exactly exactly uh exactly right on let's get down to business let's have a let's put together an outstanding organization and we have to do certain things to put that into place yep and the other thing is, is to share people part of your life Story. You know, what I've learned is, is that people can relate to other other people that they feel that they really know. And I think that most organizations never take the time to create opportunities to really get to know each other at a deeper human connection level. And so one thing that I have found particularly helpful is to create experiences and adventures and opportunities for people to truly share who they are and what their passions are, what their interests are. And, and frankly, what they don't like, what their challenges are, what their fears are. And when you create an open space where people can literally feel comfortable being who they are without having to feel like they have to, uh, you know, they, they have to show, they have to impress or that they have to be somebody they're not. That's when all of a sudden the performance just skyrockets because people feel like, hey, there's a safe environment here to, to create things because I know that 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 people are going to respect me for who I am and realize that we're all on the same page and we all want the same things and we believe in the same values. Yeah, great. And, and when people do that, when they get to know each other, they know each other's story, uh, the, the trust level just soars. And when the trust level soars, it's easy to just conquer incredible heights. <laughs> to, to, oh, I'm telling you. Uh, to build terrific cultures, and that's great. Well, let me give you an example of that. You know, I think I mentioned, uh, you mentioned that I've worked with some sports teams as well. One particular experience that I had with uh, with the Denver Broncos, I think this is a year or two before they won the Super Bowl, is uh, part of the, the team building, uh, not the team building, the culture building uh, retreat that we did over a space of two days was everyone had a chance to share with one another, their, their, you know, what it was like growing up, you know, what were their biggest challenges as a teenager? What were some of their key life turning points? And literally some of these amazing athletes for the first time, they're looking around going, Oh my goodness, these people have, have been challenged just like I have. And they realized that they weren't the only ones in many cases that came from pretty tough childhoods and, and had dealt with some uh, ups and downs of life. And, 
and and I still remember, you know, late at night when you're looking around, there wasn't a dry eye in the place because all of a sudden they recognized each other's humanness. And they walked up that mountain as team members and they walked off the mountain as brothers because they truly were able to share one another's life stories in a way that everyone all of a sudden had a whole different level of trust than they had before. That stuff is, 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 is it's, it's such a rewarding experience. I'll never forget those moments when people are able to let their guard down and share with each other in ways that literally allows each other to just connect in a way that it's, it's just even hard to describe. Well, thanks for sharing that experience. And, and some people, you know, some leaders, uh, say, well, you know, that's a soft skill. And, uh, but you and I both would argue, you know what, this has a big impact on the bottom line. <laughs> well, <laughs> and getting uh, results. This let, stuff let me, makes let, all the difference let, in the world. <laughs> well, let, let's just share the example of the Denver Broncos. I had the pleasure of working with him for the three years leading up to the Super Bowl. And each year, doing these retreats with their top, we didn't do it with the entire team because we did it with the top 12 players, the top 12 leaders on that team. And what was amazing to me was is that every year I saw progress in their willingness to step up and, and frankly own what it means to lead that team and being more open and, and, and really doing what you just said is the soft stuff by connecting and, and sharing feelings and, and sharing life experiences. And guess what? Uh, they, they, they end up winning the Super Bowl. Now, is that going to happen every time? Probably not, but i got to tell you, it has a huge impact long-term. Short-term, you might have a, 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 you know, a losing season now and again, but if you do culture right, that's the one and only constant that I really believe can, can, can help companies and teams have long-term success rather than just short-term. Well, that's what it's all about. It's it's all about putting those pieces in in the place that creates that type of a a tangible thing that creates a legacy. No doubt about it, Steve. And the one thing that I I share with executives is is for them to think of themselves more of an artist than, as you mentioned, as a mechanic. It's it's really an artistic endeavor, and it starts with being able to be totally curious about what makes you tick in other words it's all at the core it's about self-awareness and creating an organization that 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 challenges everyone to understand who they are and to be able to understand not only what makes them tick but their strengths their weaknesses and what drives them to understand that underlying passion in a way that allows them to be bigger than life meaning that that what they're endeavoring and and what they're involved in now is 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 something bigger than themselves, right? It's something magical because all of a sudden you have a sense of shared vision that creates, as you said, long-term success that literally couldn't be done any other way. Right. Well, that's great. Well, I'm always amazed, uh, Travis, how fast time goes. We're done. (laughs) Time's up. (laughs) Well, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation. Oh, it's been great. Any final tips for our listeners before we, uh, uh, I'd love to have you share your contact information, how people can reach you or learn about what you're doing, but any final tips before we get to that? Well, I guess the tip that I would leave is if, if is take stock of 
where you are right now in your life. If you want long-term success and build a strong culture, whether it's in your family or in your business or whether it's in a, in a, in a team, I think the core is to dig deep and say, wait a minute, am I doing everything I can to be the best version of myself today? Can, can, am, I, am I a little bit better than I was yesterday? It's so important to look at growth as not as something you, you check off as a project. It's, it's a process and, and it's a journey of growth. And so that's what I would suggest is, is if you every day do the very best you can to be the best version of yourself, you're going to create an organization, whether it's in your family or whether it's in your company, that's going to do the same thing. Well, great job. Well, I love that tip. That sounds like a becoming your best tip. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got that right. That's why I really respect what you and, and your organization is all about because literally I think one of the very best ways, as you just mentioned, is, to build culture is to do exactly what the, what your company is all about, and that is to be your best. I'm telling you, there's no doubt about it. Well, here's a big thanks to our friend Travis Anderson. Travis, how can people contact you or find out uh, more about what uh, what you're doing? Well, you know, the best way to do this, as I mentioned to you earlier, is I believe in a, in a personal connection. I'm, I'm happy to just share with you my cell phone number because I believe an old-fashioned conversation over the phone uh, is, is one of the best ways because no one does it anymore. And that's the first thing. And I'm, let me give you my number. It's 801-550-6049. And for those that uh, would rather send me an email, you're certainly welcome to send that at decisionmaker at AOL.com. So those would be the two areas. Okay, great. And that number is 801-550-6049. Absolutely. If anybody had any question or just curious about um, anything that they're dealing or struggling with in terms of understanding their own culture or creating a culture that they want to uh, to create, I'll be more than happy to answer anyone's questions. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And to all of our listeners, we wish you the best as you are working on becoming your best. Uh, I, I appreciate that comment by Travis, because as we do that, we become a light and and this strengthens everybody around us. But uh, first, it begins with us and then goes to our team and our organization. And for the leaders, uh, it that light is uh, just shines out much more powerfully. So uh, wishing you all the best as you are making a difference. And Travis, wishing you a great day. Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure. Wish, wish you all the best. Okay. Bye now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Would you like help to apply the 12 principles of highly successful leaders in your life, in your family, or in your organization? Call us today at 888-690-8764 to speak with a helpful representative to evaluate your situation and how we can help. Or you can visit becomingyourbest.com. Whether it's a corporate training event, keynote, workshop, trainer certification, or personal coaching, it would be our pleasure to serve your needs. Once again, call 888-690-8764 or visit becomingyourbest.com today.